This is The Decade's Best with Nick Menezes. Live chat on highlights of the past decade. From the best songs, shows, movies, and more. Live from CMRU.ca. And to your host, Nick Menezes. afternoon, Mount Royal. We are back for The Decade's Best. Last week, I promised you that we'll be discussing the best video games of this past decade. And I brought in with me a special guest, station manager of the broadcasting department, Ryan Yip. Hello, it's me. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good to have you, Ryan. Hey, yeah, it's good to be here, honestly. So, as we all know, the decade has once again been a great decade for video games in general. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like huge changes now. We went from the Nintendo Wii to now Wii U. Oh, yeah, I remember the Nintendo Wii. I, I remember it was the biggest thing, right? Because motion gaming just came out at that time. Um, so... Uh, I would all, my, my dad would all of a sudden just bring that console, bring the Wii. I remember trying it too at one of the conventions, um, trying the Wii and all that. I, I played this weird WarioWare game. I don't know if you played it back then. Uh, which one? Uh, it, it's one of those the, the Wario game where you got to play like a whole bunch of mini games, and then you try to mm. beat the person beside you, uh, and you try to see uh. who survives or like you know, it, it, it's really fun. Um, I think I still have it too, um, <laughs> but it it was super re revolutionary. Um, yeah, the Wii. Uh, my dad brought it uh, home uh, all of a sudden, and I, I believe it was released in two thousand six. And my dad uh, brought it brought it home one month later after its release. And I'm just I never knew anything about the Wii back Ooh. then because uh, I used to be a huge PlayStation guy, right? PlayStation 1, actually. Ah, and speaking of PlayStation, we've also gotten from the PlayStation to now the PS4. Yeah, the How PS4. That? <laughs> we went through a lot of stages. And then the Nintendo Switch even. Oh, the Oculus Rift, too. And the Oculus Definitely. Rift. Definitely. Yeah, damn. Like, this decade has actually... You know, there's a whole bunch of new consoles out, so, you know, uh, you'll never get bored, I'd say. <laughs> and so, PC's all, always relevant. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, there's mm -hmm. always PC gaming. Yeah. And um, also, this decade proved to be... Another cute, well, like games have changed because before they were just standard game games that you play with your family, and now they've got more cinematic, right? With new stories and interesting characters, they feel more like movies than actual games. Are you talking about like games nowadays? Like, uh -huh, yeah, more recently, That's right, um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I was about to say back then, I well, first of all, I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy, so uh, if, if we want to talk about that later, oh, I can. Go oh, it's still relevant in this decade as well. Yes, it's very relevant. Uh, but the thing is, like, um, yeah, Final Fan. I was about to say Final Fantasy VII. They started introducing cinematics, and Final Fantasy VII was released super early 2000s, I believe. Um, in Japan, it's released in 1900s actually, but um, Whoa. late 1900s. But uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I remember had really good cinematics. Um, it's. Uh, pretty memorable to me. It wasn't my first game, but yes, it it had cinema. It didn't look good. First of all, the cinematics looked pretty bad, but um, but there were cinematics, and uh, they, even though they didn't look good, they, they they still had like a story. Still had some kind of little movie going on. Later on, they adapted to you know their own movie and uh -huh, more yeah. stuff. And uh, how did that go? 
the movie? Uh, I mean, I've heard there's mixed reviews on it. Uh, in my opinion, like you kind of have to finish the game before you actually understand what what is going on in the movie uh so but no it, it was pretty good i'd say um but uh yeah that's just an example of how cin- there's some cinematics in the early 2000s but they definitely progressed uh further uh as the years went on right and especially right. now most video games have cinematics now so true like say the last of us yeah as well. oh my one of my favorite games actually last of us can't wait for last of us 2 me neither. I'm actually this close to finishing Last of Us, but if you got any spoilers to tell, that's okay with me. Are you, are you sure about that? <laughs> sure about that, yeah. <laughs> because Last of Us, oh man, I I actually went on YouTube to watch the cinematic, just the cinematics without the gameplay. The cutscenes? The cutscenes, yeah. Like, they, them, just, just the cutscenes alone is about like, I don't know, like, um, I want to say three hours, four hours of just cutscenes alone. Because, I don't know, it's just so well-written. Uh, you know, the the actors were really, you know, dynamic and all that. Um, and then Joel and Ellie. Uh, uh, yeah. Joel and Ellie. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they just played off each other really well. Um, yeah, the actors are really good. Uh, cinematics and the visuals and all that are, are just spectacular honestly <laughs> I they can't, sure were I, can't, I, I mean like I was about to say it rivals Uncharted 4 like graphics wise oh yeah like, that, I heard that too that's right yeah yeah like the how people interact with each other it's kind of I'm kind of reminded of Uncharted the Uncharted series and what was the name of the, the studio that made Last of Us if you know like uh, oh it was, was it Naughty, Naughty Dog? Dog Naughty, Naughty Dog, Dog yeah. yeah the same company that made Uncharted ah so. really that, that's why that I'm like, yeah, I can see the similarities <laughs> that makes sense but no video game production company has made it this decade other than Rockstar Studios yeah Rockstar Studios right GTA was always Definitely. a huge hit um, yeah. I'm sure you played a lot of GTA, uh, GTA 5 actually. GTA 5, yeah. Yes. Especially that, because that's still relevant. People are still playing that. Yeah. It's still one of the most popular games out there. Definitely. It broke a lot of records when it first came out. Of course. And it's still relevant even to this day. Yeah. Uh, GTA 5 is, I know my friend still plays it a lot. And, uh, you know, there's not, not GTA 5, even though it's popular, like there's, you know, San Andreas was super Mm. popular too. Uh, GTA, I remember I played GTA 2. super old um and yeah so just the gta franchise alone was super popular and i know there's you know the i don't want to say boomers that that's a little offensive hey uh, i'd say people of older descent are um what is it they don't really enjoy that kind of game because it's what is it mostly about crime and doing that's so true stuff. the game that according to screen junkie said it himself the game that turned innocent gamers into bloodthirsty psych- psychopaths yeah there were multiple news stories about like how g or video games uh, made what is it people a little more violent and like you know psychotic in the head uh-huh yeah uh, I, yeah, there was like a lot of news articles about that where I think they got uh, they got that reference from GTA 5 or like the GTA franchise because it's like, oh yeah, this game is all about crimes and all about doing crimes. So that's persuading our children to do the same. I don't think that's <laughs> funny. Before in the old days, we had Pac-Man and Mario and now we had these... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had Papa and Mario. I'm like, yeah, take that. You think that's making kids violent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, for kids, especially. Have you have you played the like the whole story of GTA Five? By the way, 
Um, I'm about to get into not spoilers. the whole story. Uh, I mean, I've di- I have played uh, just you know running around, driving, driving. Like personally, I don't own GTA, but mm-hmm. I, I sometimes go to my friends, and uh, he he always boots up GTA whenever we're bored. Uh, that was a while ago, by the uh, way. Now we're doing something different. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, back then we used to play a lot of GTA Five, and we were just constantly you know whenever one of us died, we just switched the controls <laughs> and we just that did our own sense. thing. It, it was fun um you know just you know driving crazily and like um yeah. activating these cheats that we had back then too that's right and then when you die you get sent back to the hospital to the hospital yeah like all as if it's just a scratch thanks obamacare yeah <laughs> yeah the thing was like uh yeah you get sent to the hospital when you die but the thing was like my friend had so much money that it didn't matter if you died <laughs> so like it, it's it's okay if you died because like um, yeah, you had so much money, and every, we were just like, yeah, whatever. We'll just pass the controller, and if you want to die again, sure, go for it, kind of thing. So true. And back to the GTA and video game violence controversy. <laughs> I don't know if you got to this section of GTA 5 yet, but perhaps the most controversial one that raised this whole violence from video games would be the By the Book mission. Do you know that one? Uh, could you run that by me again? Sure. The By the Book mission is this, this controversial mission in GTA 5 where you the player are forced to torture a suspect for information. That's right. Yeah, which involves wa- the controversial method of waterboarding as well. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some there's some uh, missions in GTA that aren't the greatest uh, in terms of morality. <laughs> like, you would torture someone to get information, and, you know, I, I'm kind of... Rem- Reminded of the other franchises, not just GTA, that kind of do the same, um, or something that's what is it, not moral. For example, Payday. Payday. I, I, Payday Two. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, the, the, the Rockstar one, made it. Yeah, no, it's the one where like uh, you, you and a group of guys are in that little gang kind of thing, and you're all wearing masks, going doing this uh, heist um, kind of thing, and you're trying to break into banks or, like, steal mm, something or, like, kill a certain person, that kind of thing, right? Um, it's kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of games that are not moral, but you still play them anyway because they're fun. What an understatement. I know. <laughs> it's an understatement, but, like, it, it's true, though, right? Mm. Like, for example, like, fighting games and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I was saying, uh, for example, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, I love that game, too. I right? played, Mortal I... Kombat. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, in real life just rip someone's head off or, like, chop someone's hand or something. It, it's super nope. psychotic what they do in Mortal Kombat. You don't say. <laughs> right. But you love it. That's the thing. Like, the reason why you play Mortal Kombat is for the fatalities. Don't lie to me. The only reason you play is for the fatalities and, and for the game, too. That's true. But the main reason why Mortal Kombat was such a huge icon for the fighting game franchise uh-huh. was because of the blood and gore that it That's had. so true. And so even though it's not morally right to do those things, it's still no. fun. And... Mm. Um, yeah, like you would, you wouldn't in real life do these things. No, right? But uh, just the thought of it, you know, just doing these in game is like, wow, this is a different take. Like, it, it's still kind of fun. So. It is, yeah. <laughs> Nothing fun than drinking blood like Gatorade. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. In fact, from not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> nope. In fact, from what I've heard, Mortal Kombat, the series as a whole, it's still relevant today. They even made the latest oh, yeah. game last year. MK11. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend actually yesterday was playing it. Oh, uh, yeah, M- MK11 is still 
I, I don't know. The Mortal Kombat franchise is still really good. And not just Mortal Kombat, actually. Like, the a lot of the fighting games. Uh, fighting games are still pretty relevant. That's true, um, yeah. But the thing is that Mortal Kombat is the game that created the ESRB rating. Like, the, you know, the rated yeah, E yeah, and yeah. M. For all the games out there now. It did, yeah. Yeah, they created it because, well, people... Back then, they were like, oh, you know, games are... I, kids can play these kind of games. And Mortal Kombat came in. That's right. Like, we're yeah. going to do blood and gore. And then, right. uh, <laughs> let's just say gaming companies are just like, whoa, let's just take a step back and start, Everything. you know, putting these games into uh, categories of who, well, how it's appropriate so we don't get sued. You oh, know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but it's still a good game. It is, uh, yeah. I do play it every now and it's then. It's the standard for fighting games in general. Like, perhaps a recent example would be have you heard or played the video game Injustice 2 yeah of course it's basically like Mortal Kombat but with DC superheroes yeah. without the blood and gore well, without the blood. for the most part anyway. for the most part yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I'd say even though Mortal Kombat popularized the genre well sort of not really I was about to say Street Fighter is actually the one oh Street Fighter did that come before or after Mortal Kombat I, I think it was before I, I can't I'm not sure but uh, I, Street Fighter really took the game for fighting games, and mm. it's like it's like the McDonald's of, of mm. uh, fighting games because it's the it's the main franchise everyone knows. You know, everyone knows Street Fighter. Uh huh. Yeah. Assumes fighting games. When 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 you talk about fighting games, Street Fighter is on the list. You know, so true, it's yeah. number one on the list. And I'd say you know uh, Street Fighter Two was super popular and it was the one that took the game. Mm, I heard them. The fighting game franchise. Um, and then there was Street Fighter uh, Third Strike, um, which was it's kind of its own game, mm -hmm. I'd say. Uh, even though it was part of the Street Fighter franchise, it's kind of its own thing. Uh, so but people now. really found it interesting. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of people that play Street Fighter 3, that Third Strike, right? Uh -huh. um, uh, yeah, people still play it pretty religiously. Um, so true. Back in the day, you could, and before, back in the day, you could just play Street Fighter in the arcade. But yeah. now, basically, you can do it from the comfort of your own chair. Yeah. As I told you. Things like, like change. Nowadays, you can play those, the, the arcade games at home, <laughs> like on Steam or like on some kind of console that you yeah. have, right? But back then, you had to literally, you know, I don't know if you were there at the time, like, you know, where arcades were super popular, but, you know, you would put in money, yeah. and then you get these tokens, and then when you're about to go into... Uh, when you're about to line up for this game, mm -hmm. put your token on like the edge of the game <laughs> just to mark your spot. Yeah. I don't, it used to be a thing back then. <laughs> it was, yeah. So, yeah, arcade games are still... Um, I, I don't want to say they're still popular. Like People still play arcade games. A little outdated, would you say? It is a little outdated, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but there's some people that do have or do collect these arcade consoles, and they put them in, in their own home. You know, they just do. to yeah. play every now and then, and something I'm looking forward to eventually. <laughs> Definitely, but fighting games would then be dethroned by what is, I think, the most popular video game genre of the decade: open world. Open world games, yeah. yeah. Um, just a few to note was like, what is it? Uh, the Witcher uh, Three Skyrim. or The Witcher Three? The I Witcher heard 3 that good. one. I keep going in many video game lists, and that one is said to be the best open world game ever. You mm -hmm. ever play The Witcher Three or any of the Witcher I, games? I played a little bit of The Witcher, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the Witcher, 
Uh, even though it was open world, I I want I don't want to say that it defined the genre, but it was definitely a, one of the best games in the genre. I'd say um, it modernized it. Yeah, it modernized it. I'd say. Um, but yeah, Witcher franchise really well done. Definitely. Um, you know, and then I remember just playing. Back then, there was that little card game that they had uh, inside the game. It's called yeah. Went. Uh, I would play it. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I just really like that card game mm. thing. But anyway, besides the point, um, no, open worlds is really, I don't know. It, I think it depends on what kind of gamer you are. I don't want to say gamer because that sounds a little weird. Like genre, uh, let's say, like fantasy, action, horror, right? Yeah, really? so what kind of, it depends on what kind of person you, or what kind of game you enjoy. That's true. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, a lot of people enjoy the concept of open world, but then That's when right. they actually play it, they're like, what do I do? You know, because right. it's so open. You're just like, okay, do. They literally <laughs> toss you into the world and they're like, okay, do your thing. And yeah. then like, some people are like, when you get a sense of freedom, let's say, to like to make your own choices. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to bring, what is it, Minecraft? Ah, uh, Minecraft, yeah. Super revolutionary. Definitely. Even today. <laughs> we'll talk more about it later. But I want to sure. say, like, th about the open world aspect, right? Some people really, or a lot of people really like the open world concept of Minecraft because you can build whatever you That's want. So true, yeah. And you can. And, you know, there's a set rule where it's, there's set rules, for example, like you need this much wood to do something, uh, or you need to get this kind of thing, but uh, it's in the nether realm, blah, 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 blah. And you can never die. Well, in the... In creative, in survival, mm, yes, you yeah. can die. <laughs> but there's just so much, there's so many things that you can do in, uh, in Minecraft. And, you know, I, I, I consider it open world. It is, yeah. Even though it has an end goal, you know, kill the ender dragon kind of mm, thing. Yeah. Um, you, it's still pretty open w in what you can do. And you don't have to necessarily meet the end goal to have a no. fun time. The problem, I think a problem most gamers have when it comes to building the like these castle fortresses in Minecraft, I think the biggest enemy of all would be patience. Yeah, <laughs> patience is the, it's really the biggest thing. Because I I don't know for me personally i don't have patience to do these things i like grinding games we'll talk more about that later but like uh yeah patience is a huge thing because sometimes i want to do something but then i need enough materials or enough mm, yeah, time definitely. to actually build it it's like uh, i don't know if i want to pour that much time into no <laughs> no, no no yeah so but minecraft is still fun though it i is. still play it every now and then again uh but yeah, it's kind of on the back burner for me because I'm not a huge open world guy. Mm, I wish I was because those kind of games are super fun. And popular. And popular. Um, yeah. When I was younger, I didn't know much about open world games. Mm. I My uncle actually gave me uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, uh -huh. um, which one, yeah. I consider it as open world. Um, but not a lot of... I, I don't know. I, I didn't really get into it into it that much. Because, mm. first of all, I was a kid. Uh. <laughs> I, as a kid, I don't have patience. <laughs> or the time, or I do have a lot of time. But like, I don't have the patience to do it. So that's why I go into you know first-person shooters or fighting games. Understandable. Right? <laughs> so if it's not open world, what would you say is your favorite genre of video game? Right now? Uh -huh. um, for me, I'm a huge MOBA gamer. So like multiplayer online battle arena. Uh. So Dota 2, uh, League of Legends. 
Legends, Heroes Fortnite, Storm, Smite. That is not that is not a MOBA. <laughs> That's a battle royale genre. Uh, well, kind of similar, isn't it? No, I'd say it's very different. Um, in terms of Dota and League of Legends, the big two, I'd uh -huh. say um, they have these set characters, and each character has like a their own ability, and you have this one goal. Or both both games have a goal in mind, and that's mm -hmm. you have to kill the nexus, the main base. Um, but. Uh, they're separated into three line, uh, three lanes, and each lane has three towers. Uh -huh. And you have to take those towers out first before you get to the base. Wow. Um, so it's a lot of, uh, let's just say like each character or each hero in the game, uh, for League of Legends, I believe there's 146 characters that you wow. play. In Dota, there's 120 something, I oh believe. My. But they're, in other words, like they have a lot of characters and each character has their own abilities and their own uh, thing that they're good at. Um, some of them not as strong in the meta, uh, but they're still fun. Well, <laughs> we can all be winners. Yeah, exactly, right? But uh, you consist, so both of the games, you consist of a team of five. Um, so you would have like, and each team would have like different uh, roles. So like top lane, mid uh -huh. lane, bottom lane, or that, or support, uh, jungler in League of Legends, um, or, or or two supports in uh, Dota Two. But yeah, you would all have a goal in mind, and that's to you know kill each other and get to the nexus and kill the base. Right? That's the main goal. Uh. And each match is usually each match is long. I'm telling you, mm. like thirty to forty minutes long. They they are. Long. And I'm guessing there must be a lot of meticulous planning before the match begins uh sort of like there's character drafting where or yeah where you draft heroes or draft champions uh for your team right mm -hmm. and you know there's some champions that work in some lanes and work in some roles uh while at the same time when you pick a champion that isn't normally in that role you, everyone in your team starts to flame you Ooh. I don't know it's an online game so I expect uh -huh. people to start raging and start mm -hmm. you know, rage quitting yeah choices, right so and ruin your friendships yeah <laughs> I'd say yeah I let's just say there's a lot of language that comes out whenever you play these kind of games uh, but at the same time I've also made a lot of friends uh, through these games so uh -huh. it's definitely a game that I still play today uh, mm -hmm. Like League of Legends, I, I'm a huge League of Legends guy. So is my brother. Yeah. He plays that nonstop. League of Legends, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> back then I used to be addicted to it. Uh, but nowadays I'm just playing it now and then. Uh, recently I've been getting into Dota 2. Um, it's a very different game. Even though it's the same genre, it has very different mechanics and very different... Uh, heroes and kind of stuff. It, it's just, Ooh. it's the same genre, but a different game, I'd say. So League of Legends, would you say, is the this decade's answer to World of Warcraft? Um, it definitely popularized the MOBA genre, for sure. Uh, so, for example, World of Warcraft popularized the MMO genre, uh -huh. right? The multiplayer... Um, <laughs> I forgot what the analogy was. Oh, it's okay. But uh, yeah, World of, World of Warcraft definitely revolutionized that MMO genre. And um, for legal, legal, let's go all the way back. Sure thing. <laughs> so, some context. Yeah, just Please. some context. So World of Warcraft came first, and uh -huh. everyone was super into it. And then there was World of Warcraft 3, uh, mm -hmm. where it was more of like, uh, rather than an open world, it was more like a worker placement kind of game, uh -huh. where micromanaging kind of game. So kind of like StarCraft, mm -hmm. uh, before StarCraft became a thing. Um, and then there's this mod on Warcraft Three uh, called, or I don't, it's called Dota. Dota. <laughs> yeah, just wow. Dota, right? Mm -hmm. Defense, defense of the ancients. 
Uh, and then, um, yeah, they would. It's a little mod where it's basically the same thing as the MOBA genre, where you uh -huh. go or control a hero and you just fight or kill the ancient. Uh -huh. um, and then the people behind the mod or behind Dota uh, made Dota All Stars. Um, and then Dota All-Stars became its own game as well. People really liked Dota All-Stars. And from that, branched a few games out of that. Uh, some people from the Dota All-Stars uh, made League of Legends. Ooh. And that's how League of Legends came, became its own thing. And uh, they followed most of the, the mechanics from Dota All-Stars, mm -hmm. but they also added their own. And they also simplified a few things. Uh, so you can see, you know, there's a whole bunch of characters that have been ripped off from the Dota franchise uh, and into League of Legends. Yeah, the similarities I noticed are a bit... There's a lot of similarities. Uncanny. Yeah, like, especially in the early stages of League of Legends, like, there's a lot of similarities. And people always associate, like, you know, oh, yeah, League of Legends stole from Dota. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that that's true back then in the early days. But nowadays, like, they're doing their own thing. Um, well, steal is a naughty word. Let's try borrow. Yeah, borrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, yeah. Let's try borrow mechanics. Um, and then from Dota All-Stars, there's, like, these other games, too, like Heroes of New Earth, um, Han. Which is really good. Um, back then, <laughs> it it died unfortunately oh. uh, not too long ago. But some people still play it. It's just not as popular as it was back then. Uh, but yeah, League of Legends came from Dota, uh, Dota All Stars, um, which came from World of Warcraft Three. Uh, so it's super interesting the the history of that. It definitely all. is. And my favorite genre of game, well, I usually tend to pick licensed games, like games that are based on movies, shows, or comics. Do you have a game in mind that you really enjoy at all? Or? In terms of licensed games, there's yeah, the, like the bat... Any game or any genre that you really yep. enjoy right now. Well, to, to be specific in terms of the licensed games, I, the first thing that comes to my mind would have to be the Batman Arkham games. Oh, yes. You play them? I Yes, uh, Batman Arkham. Which one was it? The one where it was on Steam. I, I finished that one uh, where Joker turns your friend or it turns pretty much almost everybody into like Jokerized versions. On themselves? Uh, Asylum? Yeah, Asylum, yeah. That's the first one, yeah. Yeah, Asylum was really well done. It was. Um, this game, like, it it's considered to be the best superhero game of all time. Really? Yeah, it might come out in 2009, but it's still, as I said, relevant today. Yeah, um, I think it, it was really well done. Um, and then a lot of the games kind of, I don't know, Batman... Arkham released more games later on, but I feel yeah. like that one, the 2009 version, was definitely one of their better ones. Um, City was better. You know, yeah, Arkham City is really good, actually, too. Uh, but um, I really enjoyed the Arkham Asylum one, yeah. for sure. What I think it revolutionized the gaming industry in terms of superheroes because it really made you feel as if you were the hero, not just controlling the character through some True. console. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, a lot of games after that uh, took over... Or not took over, but like they borrowed aspects from it. So like, like Shadow the, of Mordor. Yeah, Mor Shadow of Mordor, one of one of the best games. Which we'll talk there. about soon. I think it was nominated too. Yeah. A while back. We'll talk about that soon enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the recent recently, there's a Spider-Man game. Uh huh. Really well written, by the way. Yeah. Really well done. Um, In terms of story and even the fighting style is even similar. Yeah. Like the stealth. 
combat and predator mode as well. I want to say it's similar to the PlayStation 1 version of that game, uh, Spider-Man 2. Ah, <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. 2. Uh, I played that back then too, uh, where it was yeah. this little console thing. <laughs> we'll talk more about the console. Sure. I, I want to talk more about it later. But sure. like, yeah, uh, I played a lot on... Uh, on the PlayStation 1. And even though it wasn't open world, it mm -hmm. definitely had the same or similar aspects. The vibe and feel. And the yeah. feel of it, yeah. But definitely in the PlayStation 4 version of the Spider-Man game, yeah. like, there's so many things that you can do. You know, you can swing all, all over the place. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Just swing all over the city. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, and so. again, it makes you feel as if you're the hero, yes. not just controlling someone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I felt like Spider-Man's really good. Uh, missions were really well done, too. Yeah. Um, none of them felt like they were repeats of each other. Nope. So. Not at all. And before, I told you we would be talking soon about Shadow of Mordor, which yes. is basically like the a successor in terms of play style of the Arkham games. You play that game, by the way, Shadow, Shadow of Mordor? Mordor? Yeah, I yeah. did. Um, I really like the stealth mechanic of it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just like coming out of nowhere. I'm just like, ha, ah, gotcha. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I kind of... It had the same feel as Assassin's Creed. I played a lot of Assassin's That's Creed true. back then. Um, and then I'm just like, hey, I'm jumping into Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. And I just felt like Shadow of Mordor, especially the story, was really good. Um, for me, for those type of games, I really enjoy watching the story. Yeah, me too. That, uh, yeah. But no, the overall gameplay is super fun. Because I'm like, orcs, I get to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what really made the game would have to be the nemesis system. Uh, yeah, the nemesis right. is where you had to kill that one, uh, that one, that one orc. Yes, orc. Yeah. And if you die, then each opponent you face will become more harder to beat than the last one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I really like that mechanic. So it's not like oh, I can die and nothing will happen. No, 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 no. There's no. actually consequences. consequences. Yeah. Right. So you actually have to plan out your moves and all that. And it's kind of like, um, what is it? it? Reminds me of this game called Dishonored. Uh, where it's like it's kind of like a thief kind of thing mm -hmm. where there's a little burglary kind of thing and you have to kill someone or you have to complete a certain objective kind of thing it, it just reminds me of that and um, I just really like the mechanic of Dishonored where things get harder if you die and I really like how they brought it back to or brought it to Shadow of Mordor uh, yeah. because if you die there's consequences and if you don't die good on you because you <laughs> actually true. did things right <laughs> that's so true <laughs> The AI of both games was also very well done. Yeah. AI can make or break a game sometimes. Yeah. yeah. There have been plenty of great AI opponents, but to me personally, I think no AI was able to match the the smartest AI op opponent of all time, which personally I think is the Xenomorph from Alien Isolation. Yes. You know the game? Yes, I do. That was the scariest game I ever played. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No, it really is one of the scarier games out there. Uh, thanks to the AI. Thanks to the AI especially. Um, yeah, AI is super important. And uh, those games where they don't have a difficulty, huh? they, they don't let you 
change the difficulty of the game, those games are the best. Oh, yeah. Because they adapt to your play style or they have like a general a difficulty where it's still challenging, so but you true. can still beat it. That's right. Those are the type of games yeah. that I really like, right? Yeah. But still, the AI of the, the alien was just so fantastic, like so well done. Like, do you know how it works, the AI? Like, uh, not exactly, but yeah, you can sure talk thing. about it, sure. sure. It's very complex. For you know the, the context, like you're trapped in space trying mm. to escape the alien. Well, yeah. the game uses something called a macro level AI. The point of the macro level AI, there's like a director. The job is to point the, the alien in the player's direction. Oh, okay. But there's limits to this, of course. The director cannot cheat. It cannot tell the alien, hey, alien, Ryan is hiding under this desk in the <laughs> control booth. No, it can only give hints, like clues as to where the alien should be looking for the player. Ooh, that's nice. After a moment where you've been hiding or been in too much stress, the director will tell the alien to, to back off, to go somewhere else, like to give you a breather okay. once in a while. All right. And then there's the micro AI, mm. which is the alien AI. The mm. thing, you know those stealth games that like you're trying to hide from someone and they go back and forth? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the same cannot be said for the alien because the alien, it it moves in very in random patterns like one moment it goes up to the vents and then comes down oh. it turns around so it's like, always unpredictable yeah exactly it's more about adapting to the presence rather than learning from its behavior oh, okay yeah. yeah those type of games are really good too um when you said that, I'm reminded of Outlast, the Outlast, Outlast. franchise. Oh, oh yeah. goodness sake. <laughs> like, it has some scripted parts, but, like, for the most part, like, yeah, it has the same kind of style where it's like, okay, this guy's going to come out of nowhere. I know he's going to come mm -hmm. out of nowhere because the director of the game <laughs> is like, okay, he's right here, but don't open the door. Don't don't <laughs> open that cupboard where he's hiding at. Just stand there for, like, a few seconds and then walk out. Like, it's terrifying. It and is. that's what I love about those games too uh, yeah. and I think Alien does really well in that too because it it's, the alien just lingers yeah. for a second and you're just like oh crap I don't know what to do and all of a That's sudden so it leaves true. but when you leave it comes back in because director's like yeah he's here he's here now I told you he's here <laughs> so yeah those are yeah. really well done and um, it's not just a horror genre either I, the, the horror genre is notorious for doing that um, oh yeah it is like um, even though there's some horror games there's a lot of horror games I do not like that punish you regardless uh, for example what, what is it Slender Man or what? Slender Man oh my um, god it will punish you regardless of what you do because it will constantly follow you no matter where you are that's true uh, even if you're hiding in or somewhere or going inside uh, where is it there's this public bathroom that you're supposed to get get a note from huh. um yeah, even if you go in there, there's no way out other than the way you came in. No, so no. you will get punished if you stay in there for too long. Uh, <laughs> Failure is the only option. Yeah, I know. And like th that game is a little hard to beat. Not gonna lie, but like it's still beatable. Mm. But I just don't like the the concept where it's like you're gonna get punished regardless of what you do, kind of thing. Um, Slender Man is still a good game, but it's not the game for me. Uh, I see. Right. Um, in terms of actually good mechanics that punish you for what you do, mm -hmm. 
I don't want to say Five Nights at Freddy's, but like depends on what game of Five Nights at Freddy's. Then yes, <laughs> then uh, yes, though that game is pretty good at punishing your mistakes. It is definitely. Yeah. So anyway, anyway yeah, those games are good. Uh, games that have patterns as well, yeah. or or have like a certain trigger. Are uh-huh. really well done too. Uh, for example, there's games that don't have difficulty. For example, Shovel Knight. I'm Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Never heard you of know Shovel Knight? No, never heard of it. Okay, so it's a platformer where you're basically a shovel knight. <laughs> you're a knight that carries a shovel. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's trying to save his princess, aka Shield Hero, and he has to go through all of these stages. So it's kind of uh-huh. like Mario, except uh-huh. it has these little um, platformer. It's the same thing as Mario, where it's like a platformer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of the same thing. But like, you get to upgrade your uh, your knight as well as the game progresses. Mm-hmm. And each stage kind of has its own boss as well. Um, and the bosses are usually very difficult to fight, mm, but they have a trigger or they have a pattern that they go in. And it's beatable. But like you have to dodge and like correctly, you have to uh, predict their kind of. You can see like a weak spot. Also. Yeah, kind of, kind of thing like that, right? So. Uh, and that's not Shovel Knight's not the only one that does that, right? For example, Dark Souls, <laughs> uh, Dark Souls, yeah. Bloodborne, those type of games where the bosses are notoriously difficult. <laughs> Let me just say, random note by the way. Sorry, Ooh. I'm going on a tangent. Oh, it's here. okay. Um, let's just say that Dark Souls throws you into a tutorial, but the first monster you fight is a freaking dragon. <laughs> That's your tutorial in Dark Souls 1 or 2. I can't remember. That but it's like, here you quickly. go. I'm your tutorial. <laughs> that escalated that quickly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't find out later that you're not supposed to fight it. Rather, you're supposed to go around this little hallway or this little really? thing, and it just closes behind you so you don't have to fight that it. I easy. did not know. That easy, eh? Thanks, Dark Souls. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, and are the bosses, like, is the AI in Dark Souls, you know, unpredictable? Um, I'd say. Uh, they do these weird attacks at random times, too. So, for example, oh, I can't remember which boss it was, but there's this boss that just, uh, just, that just screams, uh-huh. and it's like a giant AoE attack, like an mm-hmm. area of effects attack. Yeah. But it just comes out of nowhere. You can see the wind-up, and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to hide behind here, or I'm supposed to dodge at this time. Ooh. So then you successfully dodge it, but then the boss does it again right after. It's like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's screwing with you. Dark Souls is its a love and hate relationship for me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the reason why I stopped playing. <laughs> uh, I see. You just rage quit and... Uh, yeah. No, I haven't broken any controllers yet, but I have thrown a few controllers. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, those type of games are, they're really well done when they have they have a sense of unpredictability yeah. and they have a sense of trigger into them. So true. But at the same time, if it's too hard, why play the game, right? That kind of thing. So true. So. And one more thing I'd like to add to the AI of Alien sure, Isolation. Sure, One more thing that's incomplete, because <laughs> aside from the unpredictable AI, one thing is that the AI is adaptable because it's learning from the player. Yes. Since the alien can be killed, you have to outsmart it, mm-hmm. and it adapts to your strategies each time to keep you on your toes. Yes. Yeah. Those games are really well done. I'm, that's so true. I'm thinking of uh, Hello Neighbor. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that game? Hello Neighbor, I've heard of it, but I don't know the full context of yeah, it. Yeah, so apparently, from what I've heard from the, de- the developers strive for an AI that constantly changes their patterns based on how you play. Whoa. So the house that Hello Neighbor has will change every time you 
die or play or I don't know I don't know how the game works okay uh, but I know the neighbor your neighbor uh-huh. is the one that changes their actions based on what you do oh. so if you're always hiding underneath beds and stuff like that the next time you play that stage or whatever uh, he will always constantly check ah uh, that's how dealing does too yeah kind of like that uh-huh. so yeah. that kind of game is pretty sweet but uh, I've heard yes. a lot of mixed reviews on it so I'm not so yeah. sure what's going on about it <laughs> <laughs> true but the thing is I know I keep talking about Alien Isolation but the thing is what I lo- it's so unique because it's one thing to have you know jump scares in scripted moments in horror games oh, meant yeah. to scare you but it's a whole another thing to have an opponent in which the scares are usually dynamic and scripted and unique to your experience mm-hmm. yeah which is uh, why in my opinion uh, the alien from isolation is probably the best video game AI opponent of all time I think so too um, yeah because it, it has some scripted parts mm-hmm. but most of their jump scares punish you if you do something wrong mm-hmm. and that's what I really like about it where it's like if you make a mistake or if you don't know how the alien works um, then it's no. like yeah you get you get cocked for it <laughs> so it's really yeah I really like that kind of thing um, I'm uh, another horror game I like to bring up was uh, this little horror game called Hotel 626 Hotel 626 um, it is not a very popular game because oh. I don't know I, I don't know if you heard of it but it's a game made by Doritos <laughs> I know right I didn't wow. know about that but um, it is a game that utilizes your microphone and your camera. Huh. Um, yeah, it uses those things Whoa. to jump scare you. Uh, mm. <laughs> the jump scares are super realistic. <laughs> the game is only open during Halloween. Ooh. Only on that day. Huh. Um, well, yeah, it, the game is now canceled. But like uh, uh, back then, people played it, and it was one of the scariest games that people Whoa. thought because like it utilized your camera, if your and your microphone. If it detects that you have heavy breathing patterns, it's going to take advantage of that. It's going to just going to like, okay, we're going to have this jump scare that just comes uh, out of nowhere. Paranoia fuel, indeed. Yeah, exactly, right. And each jump scare, from what I've heard, is different depending mm. on who's playing the game, and it's. I don't know. For me, for Doritos to come up with this kind of thing is like, what? You're a food company. You're not supposed to be making horror games. But no, it was one of the scariest games, as people said. Uh, But yeah, I'd say those kind of games are definitely their own. I don't know. It's fun. At the same time, I for me horror games just scare the lights out of me. Ooh, so um, okay. with if AI adapts to me, oh boy, <laughs> scary. That's me. one stressful experience exactly. indeed. <laughs> and what would you say is your favorite game of this past decade? Oh man, of this past decade. Uh-huh. Favorite game? Well, huh? That's a difficult question. Mm. Um, for me. Uh, I I am a huge Final Fantasy guy. Um, I always love the Final Fantasy games. Some of them, not my favorite, <laughs> 13. Um, <laughs> um, some of them are not great, but um, they always have a special place in my heart. Oh, and um, I don't want to say it's my favorite, mm-hmm. but uh, the game that stood out to me for Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, it's not the best Final Fantasy, as people say, but for me, it was the very first video game that uh-huh. I ever played. Wow. Um, yeah, because, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VIII was the very first game, even though as a kid I didn't know what I was doing. But I just really loved the combat, the turn-based system, and just, you know, walking around doing fighting things, fighting monsters. Uh, so Final Fantasy VIII 
it still holds a special place in my heart. But Final Fantasy is a good franchise. The game that would be my favorite? That's uh-huh. a t- that's a difficult question to answer. Because um, I don't necessarily have one that uh, that I really like or that I consider my favorite. Um, the game that I definitely play the most right now is League of Legends. Ah, I see. Okay, stop complaining, you guys. Okay, I know not all of you out there like League of Legends. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Uh, <laughs> but it's a game that I still I, I play a lot of right now. Yeah, just a whole bunch of league, um, and then yeah, I'd say in terms of favorite game, it, it has to be. Fi- I, I'm, oh, I'm okay. going through a lot of games right now, okay. and um, yeah, Final Fantasy is definitely the franchise that keeps me playing uh, these games, these RPG games, uh-huh. and it's kind of the reason why I like games that have uh, lore, story, and unique characters. That's right, true. each character has his own thing. Um, so Final Fantasy is really the thing for me and the thing about Final Fantasy is that each character or something has their own special ability uh, has their own you know um, ultimate ability kind of cool, thing and I'm yeah. just like I really like the aspect about characters having their own thing having their own abilities that's true that. it makes it for a more engaging experience exactly right and you can customize that too yeah. so Final Fantasy the franchise in general and plus found these little off uh, off games like Final Fantasy Tactics mm-hmm. and all like they they're one of my favorite they, they, they've got to be my favorite uh, series um, and then here. the games I play nowadays come off of that uh, um, so, yeah, I'd say if in terms of, you know, what is close to my heart right now is Final mm. Fantasy series. That's um, good to so, hear. It's yeah. still relevant today, even though it came out a long time ago. Yeah, and uh, in later on, there's going to be the Final Fantasy VII remake that's coming out. I'm excited. A remake, eh? Yeah, the remake for Final oh. Fantasy VII because it's so popular. Ah, VII is the most popular Final Fantasy game. Ah, uh, and... Um, even though I don't necessarily agree that it's the best Final Fantasy, but mm-hmm. it's definitely the most iconic. Um, but yeah, they're remaking Final Fantasy VII, and they've teased it for years now. Um, but I think they're finally going to release it this year, at the That's end of good. this year. That's so good. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, let's hope it, their hard work pays off. Yeah, of course, right? And so, yeah. To me, my favorite game of this past decade, not just this past decade, but also of all time, would have to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, yes. so what do you like about that game? Everything. Everything about it. Yeah, I know. I was about to say everything's good about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the the story, the gameplay, the character work. I, lo- I like the protagonist, Arthur Morgan. He's probably the most complex and relatable character in gaming. Mm-hmm. Like we've had, I think we've had Mario, Pac-Man, but I think Arthur Morgan is this generation's best video game character to me. Okay. But to the gameplay, the story can come later. The gameplay is <laughs> not... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a gameplay right now. That's the most yeah. important. <laughs> So, the like, ga- yeah, Red Dead Redemption is really... Yeah. The gameplay, from what you've seen, I'm guessing, it's like GTA, but with horses. It's like a, a, a wide-open sandbox, and the graphics, the la- and the landscape, it's the scenery, it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, full, that's f- full of scenery porn, let's say. Yeah. And 
there is this <laughs> mechanic called the honor system where you can either choose to do good deeds or bad deeds. Uh-huh. And if the more good deeds you have, you get high honor and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And pe- the people you help or don't will remember you from your past experiences Kinda as like well. Games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that system is really, really good, actually. It punishes is. you for doing bad things. It is. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I agree. That's a really yeah, good game. And uh, I, I want to ask you one question. Are you, are you excited for Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk? 27.7? I've heard of that game, but I don't know the full context of it. You don't know the full context? No, I think not. It's set in a futuristic world. Um, from what I saw, it's kind of like Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Um, I don't know. Western? I, no, uh, sci-fi. Ah. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, in the, in the future. Uh. So... I feel like that's a good game if you want to try it out. Something like it. It's going to come out later, which mm-hmm. everyone's complaining about because it's supposed to come out this month or next Ooh. month. But then everyone's like, oh, it's being delayed. Oh, crap. Yeah, but um, I, I feel like it's a really good game coming feel. up to it. Yeah, it is. And back to Red Dead 2. Because <laughs> the game also, you get to do all kinds of stuff like, well, rob, robbing banks yeah. as well. And doing bounty hunts as well. Super open all, all for money. It's practically the Western's answer to GTA. Yeah. <laughs> and they really nailed the tone to make it look as if it was in the 1800s. 1899 to be precise. Mm-hmm. And you even get to do all these silly activities that don't even earn you anything, like chopping wood or doing five-finger fillet. Oh, yeah. yeah but it's, it's super open Standard world. stuff, yeah. There's amount of detail in ev- everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Like, all, there are all these Easter eggs, like, the, like a robot in 1899, for example. Ooh. At its core, what really made this game for me would have to be the story. Mm. Like, v- a very powerful, emotional story about a man who wants to find, well, redemption, yeah, like redemption. From, from his past crimes. Yeah. Right, and then yeah. I love how you can do the bad deeds too. So it's That's like, true. oh yeah, I want to find redemption, but I'm still gonna rob this bank. Not not saying that I'm a bad person. I'm like, I'm still gonna That's rob true. the bank, but like, I'm a good person. That's so true. <laughs> so no, and I agree. It's so such, it's such a well written game. So. It is made by Rockstar, by the way. The Rockstar, same guys who yes. made GTA. And that's kind of the reason why you're like, yeah, it's like the Western version of GTA. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's made by the same company. And this game, you have to be like really patient to get through the story because this game is super long it's 42 hours yeah complete. I heard it was yeah. a super long game <laughs> yeah, but definitely. that's why you're there you're there for the story and the entire experience yeah. and I guess that's why it's super long yeah. and like you get to appreciate it more too because definitely. because it's long you get to play it yeah. play it longer too yeah and people say they want to make a movie about this please this game is a movie <laughs> yeah I know the game is already a movie the cutscenes already make a movie True. just slap it together I'll be happy with that that's right <laughs> still disappointed it didn't win best game of the year that went to God of War unfortunately oh God of War I mean yeah God of War is still a good game though yes I'm gonna try it out uh, good good writing, uh, good gameplay. Even though it's a hack and slash, I, I'm never bored of fighting <laughs> because there's so many things that you can do. So true. And it does have an emotional story too because yes. uh, what is it? Kratos now has his son to be there. Boy. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's... Um, 
it's still well done, but I feel like Red Dead Redemption also takes the cake for yeah. um, best story writing, yeah, best it does. Like, of the year. Usually in the games we play, it's just like a character that not only you're playing as, but that you actually care about, and that you you've grown to following his journey for these past for these past few, not few, a lot of hours too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah because you play these stories to understand the character and grow a deeper connection with these characters. That's true. And uh, that's what makes these games or role-playing games so so well done, I'd say. Um, like Uncharted, you get yeah. attached to the characters. Uh, the Last of Us, you get oh, attached yeah. to Joel and Ellie. Definitely, uh, yeah. Everybody cheered and cried when Joel came up in the trailer for Last of Us Part Two, uh, yeah. which, by the way, I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, you think I'd let you do this on your own? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? That line right there just broke me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, he's back. <laughs> but yeah, the reason why these games are so good is because you grow a connection with these characters and you actually try to understand who they are, right, and yes. how they grow and all. So and so, no, I, I definitely, these games are a huge highlight, right? That's and it's true. kind of the reason why I like the Final Fantasy series as mm. well, is because you get to grow or understand each character as well. And each each of them are super unique, and each of them has their own niche. It does. And uh, that's what makes them great. That's what makes League of Legends Dota 2 great as well, because they mm-hmm. each have their own characters. Or each true. character has their own... Um, their own lore and backstory. That's true. And, yeah. You know that that's really cool too. You go, you grow a deeper connection with attached to them. With. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And we don't see that in Pac-Man now, do we? Or Mario? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Or Zelda? Right. <laughs> I mean, if Pac-Man had a movie, well, which it did, but it didn't turn out well. I'm guessing not. No. no, no. If it if you never heard of it, let's just say it didn't turn out well. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but yeah. But no, these, these are the reason why I enjoy these games are because uh, you grow a connection to them, right? That's true. There's a, you grow an emotional attachment to them. And of course, sometimes you don't, right? Sometimes you play That's the true. game not for the story, not That's for the true. characters, but rather just for the gameplay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone has their own reasons to play games. That's true, yeah. And, uh, you know, even though some people frown upon playing games as living or playing games for in your free time, I feel like playing games or playing video games definitely builds a, a certain character uh, definitely builds who I am first yeah. of all and it builds who you are as well right that's true yeah. so if people when people say video games are a waste that's a lie yes. <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that's all I can this say. Game, the games we play, we, because we don't play these games to tell us who we are. We already know who we are, we, because these the characters we play as, <laughs> they tell us who we want to be. Exactly. And who we wish to become. That can't be said about GTA Five though. <laughs> I hope that probably, doesn't turn out to be true. I don't want to be that. <laughs> no, definitely not. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's like... People say video games are a waste, and I I, I say that's not true no. at all. Because um, video games build you as a character, build you as a person. Um, for better or worse. For better or worse, right? Mm-hmm. Like they change who you are, and depending on the game that you've grown attached to, that's the kind of person that you grow up to. That's be. right. Um, so. You know, for me, a little example would be I like this little character in League of Legends. His name is Viger. Uh-huh. Um, he's my first main character, actually. He's like this little midget, uh-huh. dark magician. Uh-huh. He always tries to be the little guy that's like, I'm actually powerful, but don't make fun of me, kind of thing. <laughs> and I really grown attached to it. I felt like um, because of characters like him, um, I get to be a little bit more humorous about my side, too. Uh, 
um, as well. And uh, he's not the only character that does that. There's so many games or so many characters in other yeah, games uh, that also change who I am as well. That's true. Uh, they also shape my interests and all that. So just video games in general, they just that's shape true. who you are. That's true. Or more like Arthur too from Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. It's like he's a, a man who has done, well, a lot of bad things. And he he he's struggling to become a, a better person. Yeah. But no matter how hard he tries, his past catches up to him. Mm-hmm. And no matter how... How, but how many times he fails, he still doesn't give up. Like, always tries to find strength in his failures. Like, kind of like me. Because I usually tend to be anxious or afraid of failing in something. But now I have grown to, like, you know, if to to accept the reality that, you know, that, that failure is the best teacher. That Failure is the best teacher. It is. I got that from Star Wars, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's true, but still. <laughs> I know where you got that's, that from. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, but yeah, it definitely builds that character, right? Because if Arthur, if Arthur doesn't give up, mm-hmm. right, and you grow an attachment to Arthur, you're like, hey, I kind of want to be like him too. That's right. Not in terms of what he does, like breaking into banks and all, but nope. like in terms of character and emotional attachment, like exactly. I want to be like him. Exactly. Right? I want to I, I have that fighting mentality. Exactly. And See, and that is where that decade succeeds, like in creating these stories that resonate more with the players. Mm-hmm. Before, it was more like skip the story, enjoy the game, but now enjoy the story, skip right. the game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But to each their own, They each person kind of plays this video games for a different reason. That's right. And, you know, depending on whatever reason they have, doesn't matter as long that's as they're right. playing. <laughs> and for that reason, that's why Red Dead Redemption 2 stands among the best of the past decade and my personal favorite. Yeah, I, yeah. it's such a good game. It so is. I, I agree that yeah. it's well done. And my top three, yeah, my top three games would have to be uh, from Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Two is Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation is good. And three, uh, Batman Arkham City. Yes, those games are really well done. It was. Good, good list. Thank you. <laughs> good list, top three. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. And you said your favorite game would be League of Legends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a game that I play the uh, most, okay. but I have a love-hate relationship with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. But I no, I just like them. the characters in that too. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't be my favorite game. Like I said, I don't have, ne- I don't necessarily have a top three, no, kind of like okay. what you uh, it's have. Okay. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of games I really find enjoyment in. Mm-hmm. Right, Last of Us, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the Final Fantasy series, <laughs> except 13, um, is, <laughs> is still a series that holds in, holds a place in my heart. And then uh, the MOBA genre as well uh, also really shaped who I am and who or what kind of interests that I'm into, right? Um, back then, I used to play a lot of shooters too, especially mm-hmm. Call of Duty Zombies. Oh, yeah. Um, I would always play that, and that would be my favorite, right? Call of Duty Zombies, just getting the ray gun, you uh-huh. know, and getting these weapons from the crates mm-hmm. and running around, Tutor. killing zombies. Like, uh-huh, it's, yeah. it, it's the reason why I enjoy... Uh, games in general. My, my parents didn't thought it was violent, but hey, wow. it, I really loved that thing, right? And it also had a story back then, too. It did? I thought it was just the shooting part. Um, so, I, I grow attached to it, too. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, before I played MOBAs or before I played PC games, mm-hmm. I would always play Call of Duty Zombies because um, it was the thing that you know I'd come home from school and I'd just boot uh, up the PS3 and start uh-huh. yeah. so. did, you got, did you get the new game, uh, Modern Warfare? 
I didn't get it yet, no. Uh, I used to play a whole bunch of first-person shooters, but nowadays I'm more into the MOBA genre, but maybe later on I might, you know, get get back into it. You should. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but, no, and then I transitioned into hero shooters, so, like, Overwatch, yeah. Team Fortress 2. Uh, Overwatch, uh, yeah. Paladins. Tell me more about that game. My brother keeps playing. I keep seeing my brother play, but I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Overwatch is fun, mm. um, but I, <clears throat> I don't think it's a game that I'll constantly play. Uh, but it's it's a fun game if you just want to chill and just shoot people. <laughs> Why not? And each character has their own abilities and all that too. So I really like characters that have their own thing. Yeah, me too. Like in that way, it doesn't make the game you know too predictable exactly. or too easy. Exactly right. Yeah. And it's kind of the reason why I fell out the first person shooter kind of thing. Like. Uh, I played, for example, Counter Strike for a while, uh-huh. or Call of Duty, Call of Duty, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. For a while, uh, but I, even though you had different weapons, each person had different weapons and all, uh, it just didn't felt like I, what is it? Like I mattered in the game, if that mm-hmm. made any sense. Like, if I'm different, uh-huh. each person had their own perks, had their own, you know, little abilities, kind of thing. That would be super dope, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, Apex Legends. Uh, for example, the recent Battle Royale uh, game that's still popular today. Uh-huh. Uh, there's each character. Each character, like, everyone gets the same weapons, but each character has their own abilities and all, and mm-hmm. that's what I really like about it. So games that have their own abilities, or that's characters that have their own abilities, my favorite. And in Overwatch, do, you, do the characters with the unique abilities, do they already... Are they already there, or do you have to make them? Uh, they're already there, uh, uh, but each has a cooldown. So each ability has a cooldown before you, act, you can activate it. Everyone has their primary fire, right? Everyone has uh-huh. their own, you know, shooting thing. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the other abilities that you have, they all have a cooldown. Uh, so, and, you know, some, uh, some characters also have ammo. So mm-hmm. you have to keep track of that, too. So there's yeah. that. Um, yeah, Overwatch is... Definitely defining the hero shooter genre as well. But um, I'm thinking about other games that also have uh, characters with different abilities, like Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands. Borderlands. One of my favorite games, too. Uh, um, the story is well written. The animation style has its own thing, the art, the art style and everything. But each character also has its own ability, depending on what class you choose. Ooh. Uh, so... Um, Borderlands 2, I haven't tried 3 yet, which I should. Um, I should. It's good too. It's it's a good game. But uh, yeah, Borderlands 2 is still fun. like it if I play it. I, I really like it if I play it with others too. So. Yeah. Usually my standard when I when picking a new video game would have to be one that had like a story. I usually like story video games in general. Uh, yeah. yeah. Those games are, you know, that that's why you grow attached to the characters. Exactly. Because of the story, yes. right? I'd say I'm more like of a storyteller. Which is why I'm also here in broadcasting <laughs> too, and I want to tell more of these stories as well. That's good. And and I have another story to tell. That's good. Yeah, sure, go for it. We're out of time. Oh, so, well, I'm sorry to say we're out of time. And that's it for today, folks. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, of course. Great to be here. Thank you. No problem. And next week, we'll be covering the best of Western animation of the past decade with a special guest. Until then, this has been The Decade's Best. I'm Nick Manessis. See you next week, same time as always, here at The Decade's Best, live from CMRU.ca.